Hello there, and welcome back to the Mountain Practice Journeys podcast. I'm your host, Cindy Norton. Here in episode eight, I'll be chatting with Ryan Swartz, the founder of Mental Health Match. Ryan shares his uplifting and inspiring story of how Mental Health Match came to be. I can't wait for you to hear it. Mental Health Match is a new therapist directory that helps to connect you with ideal clients. If you're already intrigued by this new directory and want to create your profile so that you can start being matched up with new ideal clients, I'll be sharing my referral code for a free six months at the end of the episode. If you haven't yet listened to episode seven, I urge you to do that. In that episode, I talk all about blogging and answer the question, should you have a blog for your private practice? Now let's get on to today's episode. Have you been wanting to start your private practice, but you can't seem to take that first step? Maybe you're afraid of failure or lack confidence, or maybe the idea of running your own practice is overwhelming. I'm Cindy Norton, owner of Mountain Practice Journeys, and I help therapists and counselors to love the business side of private practice. I'll share with you practical skills and advice, along with a healthy dose of inspiration so that you can be on your way to the practice of your dreams. Put on your hiking boots and let's get going. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. Um, I'm here with Ryan Swartz, the founder of Mental Health Match, a new therapist directory. And um, I'm super excited about it. And so that's what today's episode is going to be about. Um, So just to get started, Ryan, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you started this directory? Yeah, well, thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to connect with you and your listeners today. Um, So The journey for Mental Health Match actually started about five or six years ago. Um, I, and I'll be honest, I I didn't realize the power of therapy and therapists before then. And um, my my mom suddenly passed away uh, five years ago, six years ago, and um, kind of my whole world just collapsed. Like I, I, I moved back home to help my dad through this, this, the period of grief, and I was helping my, my grandparents, my mom's parents who were still around, and um, I just didn't know what to do. I was really lost, and I, was, I had a lot of grief that I wasn't addressing because I was trying to show up for other people first, mm-hmm. and a friend of mine who um, had been in therapy had suggested that I talk to a therapist, and so I was like, great how do I do that? Where do I go? And she had no idea. So she, you know, I started asking around and, and every time I asked somebody, I'd say, oh, it's, you know, it's really hard to find a therapist, but you know, here's the name for you. And I would go to that therapist for our first appointment or a consultation. And a lot of times it was like, there was no fit. Like I would, I would sit there and I would listen to them. And I just was feeling like they, they weren't the person for me. We weren't connecting. I didn't know much about these people. Some of them were very, um, like very, very clinical, kind of expert professor sounding. And I was really just needed a, like a connection, kind of like a peer connection first to really start the process. And so I, this went on for like a few months. I would just be bouncing around and continue to be lost in, in my process. And um, there was... I was at a coffee shop with actually my friend who who had recommended I, I go to therapy and she was setting up an online dating profile and I was sitting there looking at online profiles of therapists or scrolling through Google and within a couple of minutes she was being matched with like these potential loves of her life and I was just in this rabbit hole not sure where to turn and I was like this is 
this is really hard, especially when you're in a moment of crisis. Like, I really wish there was something like, you know, the technology used for dating that could help me easily find a therapist that I'll connect with. And, you know, I didn't really think much of it at that point. And I ended up finding somebody who was really helpful for me and it helped me get back on my feet and move through the grief. And, and, um, and then, you know, after that happened, I would tell people to realize like how powerful therapy was and um, not just for grief, but I continued in therapy afterwards because I was learning so much about myself and how I wanted to be in the world and what was keeping me from being that person that I wanted to be. And so I, I would talk to friends about it and I would say, you know, you're going through this or let me tell you how great therapy has been for me. And they would say, well, how do I find a therapist? And I was like, I don't know, you know, let me ask around, how do other people find therapists? And I started talking to people and I heard these horror stories. Like somebody said that they felt like it was a full-time job for them to find a therapist. Someone said that it was easier for them to find like this uh, specialist for a rare form of cancer that their uncle had than it was to find a therapist. And a lot of people I talked to gave up on their search completely. They just said it's so overwhelming or they went to a therapist once and it wasn't a fit and they didn't try again. And I just know like how powerful therapy could be. So I started thinking about it. And, and in a lot of ways, um, you know, my mom was a very tenacious person and she never let anything go that when she saw a problem that needed to be fixed, she, she went after it. And, I started to kind of channel her a little bit and was like, this is a problem that needs to be fixed. And so um, I started talking to, to therapists and I was like, well, how do you find clients and what makes a match for you? And, and I heard a lot of the same things, which is it's actually, it's hard. And I spend a lot of time dealing with um, inquiries that come in from other directories that aren't a fit. You know, that, you know, I get this email that's like, hi, I'm Bob, I'm looking for a therapist. And I don't know what to do with that. And I talked to these people and, they come once, they never come again. I don't know why. And so I decided, you know, maybe there's something here. And at the time I was working as a communications consultant, I really focused on messaging and communications and how one audience and another audience connect and talk with each other and where those discrepancies are and where those gaps are. And I saw so much in this world because, you know, therapists speak a very specific language and a lot of people don't know anything about therapy and aren't sure. And so I started doing a little bit more research and then I just decided like this, this felt so passionate. It felt so right to, to be focused on this. Um, it felt like a way that I could help folks and kind of turn, you know, my own grief and my own journey into something that can really help other people. And so I started like thinking about this. I did a lot of research with how do online dating sites create those connections? How do they help people know, like understand each other enough to be interested in connecting and started drawing up um, ideas for what this could look like in the mental health space. I mean, the first, the first parts of mental health match were literally just sheets of paper that I was drawing on. And I would sit down with therapists and I would say, like, what about this question? And like, what about this? And how would this work? And we did about, there's almost 75 interviews with people who had recently looked for a therapist. Um, some had been in therapy before, some of it was their first time and started to figure out, well, what is it that makes a match for you? Uh, what makes, how do you, what do you want to know from a potential therapist? And so we developed, started developing this site, um, taking into account both of these audiences, and it was just iteration after iteration. So I would draw it and then get feedback, and then we turn it into a PowerPoint design, and like people could click around and get feedback, and then eventually the, the first part of the site. And we launched in, in Houston last year and have since expanded across the nation this year. 
and we've gotten a really a lot of great feedback. I mean, we're we're definitely growing, but we hear that this process helps people. Um, it helps make sure that therapists are getting uh, inquiries that really match their practice, so they not have to deal with. Um, you know, things that don't fit or the high on Bob, I'm looking for a therapist email without really knowing what this person needs. And for clients, it's, we've really heard a lot of success that not only does it help people get to somebody quickly, it helps them get to the right person quickly, but for a lot of people, it makes therapy possible. Um, these are the folks who, who never thought about therapy before, not sure where to turn to or would have given up on that search. Um, and now they're, they're in therapy. And I think that that's, it's amazing. So, um, it's really been an honor and and in a lot of ways like it connects keeps me connected to my mom yeah um in ways that i didn't imagine and um i just keep thinking about the way she would have approached this and and kept going you know through the ups and downs of mm-hmm. it so i love that i love the thought that went into this and and how it started with, hey, I'm going to solve a problem. And as a therapist, I know that it can be really hard to find a, a good match between therapist and clients. And it makes me so sad when um, clients are looking for a therapist and just either can't find a good match. Maybe they've never been to therapy before and they go to their first therapist and it's just not a good match. So they think that's what all therapy is about. So they don't try again. Uh, so I think this exactly. can help really prevent some of that so people can understand. Yeah. And even in my own practice, I'm a couples therapist, but I'm not the best fit for all couples. I may be a good fit for like 10% of couples because my, uh, you know, the way that I practice is so specialized. So I think being able to really use some of those algorithms where it really does match people up can be so helpful to, to eliminate some of that. Because when, when people need therapy, we don't want any barriers to be in their way. Yeah, that's right. I mean, therapy is so powerful for people. And we just, I, I really believe that, that everyone would benefit from it and whatever we can do to, to, to remove the barriers and increase access to therapy and not just therapy, but like the right therapist. Um, this is so important. Mm-hmm. I mean, I laugh because some people ask me like, you know, who, who do you think should go to therapy? And I'm like, well, do you, is your heart beating? Are you breathing? Then are you living in this world? You should probably try it um, because it's just, it, it is so incredibly healing and growing and powerful for folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Just finding the best fit is really a big focus because, I mean, all the research shows that the fit between therapist and client is more important than anything. It's more important than the number of years of experience of the therapist, the approach of the therapist, the training of the therapist. You really do need to have that connection. Yeah, that's that's absolutely right. Um, it really is it's about that. And um, I love, think about it a lot. I, have you read the book? Maybe you should talk to someone. I have it on my list. It's coming up in my book club. So I'll yeah. be reading it soon. I really love that that one. But it, it, it really shows, I think, in a lot of ways how there's a personality fit is really so important. And the research is really nebulous, right? We know that that the feeling of fit is really, is one of the most, if not the most important indicator of outcomes. But what creates that feeling of fit, right? How do we kind of uh, make it more concrete? How do we understand that? And that's really what we're concerned with and in investigating. 
Yeah. I remember when I signed up for my profile with mental health match that I was just really impressed with the questions that were asked of the therapist. They were a little bit different, a little bit unique that really lets your personality shine through and lets the clients get to know you. So I could see how that could really um, help to find a good match. So I was really impressed with that process of signing up. Yeah, and all that came from our research, you know, we're asking people what they would want to know, but then also running those questions by therapists who would say like, oh, nope, that's, I would never answer that. And, you know, it has changed, right? We had, um, we did have a question about uh, what people, what therapists like to do in their free time, just to give like a whole sense of who they are as a human. And we just got a lot of feedback that that was um, potentially red herrings for people. Like somebody might pick a therapist because like, oh, they have that hobby too. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of, um, and so we ended up taking that out and we've made some other changes along the way as we continue to, to learn and, and get feedback from folks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else that you feel that's important as far as how mental health matches set up the directory itself of what therapists might need to know? Yeah. I mean, we, we try to make it as easy as possible. So we have these prompts, you know, so, um, we also heard that how much of a pain it is to write a profile from scratch, just mm -hmm. staring at a blank screen. And, and a lot of times, you know, I think uh, mental health professionals are really well trained in, in providing counseling and therapy, but not trained in how to communicate and market themselves. And that was where my, my background was. In it. And so we really try to make it easy for people to do that. I think the other cool thing is that we don't have like limited checkboxes and you can describe your specialties. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's really powerful. So we kind of match everything behind the scenes, but we allow therapists to say and express what they do very authentically. And so we have all sorts of specialties that you just wouldn't get when you have like those 30 choices to choose from and you have to click a bunch of boxes. Mm -hmm. um, you can really say what it is that you do. And so it's been very cool because in the past, uh, in the past year, we've seen all sorts of specialties come up. We, there's one therapist who works a lot around white privilege and helping mm -hmm. people understand that. And I just think that that's, that's amazing. And it, it's something that wouldn't happen anywhere else where people are very limited with these kind of boxes that they need to put their practice into. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's that. a really cool part of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The um, one thing that I thought was uh, that I really liked as far as um, when you describe um kind of the process and what clients are, how they come to the therapist feeling as a result of being, you know, matched up with their therapist on mental health match. And I love this. So it says that clients will come to you feeling confident in your skills, a sense of connection with you as a professional and hope and optimism for positive outcomes. So I think that's a wonderful way of setting it up for the client to have them really be invested in the therapy and, and feel really connected with their therapist before they even have their first appointment. Yeah, that was one of the cool things that we weren't expecting to find. But um, when you get to know up front who this therapist is as a human, you're more, when you sit down with them, there's, there's more of a sense of hope and optimism and, and comfort that you found the right person. Mm -hmm. I just think that that's incredibly powerful. So, you know, we're really thinking about how do we get people to show up for a first appointment, not just show up, but be really ready to work with a therapist who's across from them. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's really cool. And part of it is how we've structured the questions that we ask because um, we do want to give people that sense of, of hope. And so one of the, there's a couple of things that we've learned along the way um, when we look at data about, well, what 
therapist profiles and best performing, right? What, what, what do they say about themselves? How do they describe themselves? There are kind of two things that we saw and that we've helped to structure the questions around that, but also encourage therapists to consider it. So the first is that um, therapists who do well are often offering what we call words of hope. So they talk about what, what is the future going to be like if you work with me? So, um, you know, they use words like, uh, you know, you'll learn, heal, develop skill, like specific things that people could say, like, this is what I need and I want to work with. Mm-hmm. And the other part is these words of connection. So the words like together, um, we will. And, and when you put these in combination, they become very powerful because they're saying you and I are going to create this relationship mm-hmm. where we're going to make something really cool happen for you, something that you need. And I think that that is, is really powerful and sometimes gets really lost when, um, when folks, when therapists really focus on the, the background, the training, um, the specialties, a lot of jargon. Sometimes we get these big lists sometimes of like, why well, do X, Y, and Z. Um, and that gets lost on people who really just want to, like they're searching for a connection and they're searching for hope. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. yeah. I love the way that it's set up because just thinking of um, signing up for some other therapist directories, you are staring at a blank screen where it's just a big box and you just have to fill it in. And it can be yeah. really easy to go to some of that therapist jargon or some of the things that you read on every other profile. Um, and sometimes it can be hard to stand out. And then there's all of these check boxes where it's like, okay, here's my education. Here's my training. I, here's my license number. I, you know, this is how much it costs. This is what insurance I take. And yeah, that stuff is important, but I think um, just the way that it's set up with mental health match where it does have those prompts. So it makes it a lot easier to fill out your profile and you have really specific questions that can prompt some of those really important answers in who you are as a therapist and how you work. I think it's so important and you know something else that we saw is that um, when you when you have to kind of come up with your expertise and specialties on your own, you really focus on what you do best. But when you're given this list of checkboxes, a lot of times people just start clicking them and oh trauma, I can do that. And then it's and then you know you, you don't get that really good match because someone comes to you with trauma and and it isn't a good fit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're really that was another thing that we weren't expecting to see, but I've been really excited about that um, when when we give people space to express themselves authentically it not only creates um it, it allows them to create a better connection and to be more specific and honest about about where their skills are and what they want to work with yeah i love that being honest about where your skills are because uh when i filled out my first profile i saw you know 50 different options of things that you can specialize in or things that you can offer to clients and i'm like well i can do this but is it my specialty no so i think therapists need to be really careful when they are checking those boxes just because you can do it doesn't mean that maybe you enjoy doing it or maybe it's not your specialty or maybe someone else could do that better so i think just really focusing on where your skills and expertise lies can really make it easier for clients to find you. And um, I think it is important to have a a niche, you know, something that you do really well as a therapist. And I know that there are some amazing generalists out there, like therapists. I know some therapists that can probably work with every problem, but maybe they could niche in in a different way in who they are as a person, you know, and because just because you are a 
maybe you are specialized in like 10 different areas and you're a really great therapist, but maybe your personality might not match with all the people that are needing some of those services or help in those certain areas. Absolutely. I think not niching is a recipe for burnout. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see that a lot, right? And oh, I can do this, I can do that, I'll do this, especially with new therapists who are just kind of entering it in kind of in the early stages of their career. And so what we've actually um, started to develop and we'll be releasing soon is really a guide to helping you figure out your niche and, and how to communicate that. Um, because even when you're early on in the career, you might want to do a bunch of different things, but I think it's important to, to try on a few things at a time and, yeah. and niche. And especially when you're talking about connecting with clients, because a lot of times, um, especially when you're early on in your career, a new client could come to your profile and see that you're relatively new, you're relatively young, and then and then you've got a million different things listed, and nothing really resonates, right? There's a lot of skepticism of like, well, who is this person, and really, what are they doing? Um, and so, it's really important, even if you're not sure what you want your niche to be long term, just to try on a couple of things, and so that you can see how it fits for you. But you can also really connect with potential clients who are looking for that expertise. Yeah, I think that's so important to just be open to trying on different things. Like you don't have to know immediately. Even though I knew that I wanted to be a couples therapist and really specialize in that, I did try on a few different things. So I worked generally with couples with all sorts of different issues. And I saw some individuals that were coming to me just for relationship issues. Uh, But then as even just a few months into it, I started moving more toward my specialty where it's like, oh, okay, I'm going to work with a certain type of couple. I'm not going to see individuals anymore. I'm only working from this model or this method and I'm getting really, you know, specialized in that so I can um, just become really good at it. Uh, So just over the course of a year or so, I really changed my practice around just to get a lot more specific. And I think it's okay, you know, when you start out that you do try on a few hats and you'll eventually figure it out. So don't put so much pressure on yourself to know, oh, when I open my practice, I have to specialize in this, but just have the goal of maybe working toward what you really enjoy. Yeah, that's right. And I think sometimes people treat these online profiles like they, they set it in stone, right? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, this is who I am. And then they walk away from it. And we know like um, it, things work better when you, when you try on different things. Maybe you're mm-hmm. going to try um, a different approach or you want to talk about your, your specialties in a different way. Maybe you're going to change out your picture. But I think it's really important not only for your practice, but also how you present your practice to the world to kind of try things on for size and play around with it frequently and see what really works best for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've been super impressed with Mental Health Match. I think I first discovered it on Instagram. Um, I was just really intrigued by what it was all about and, and the way that you went about designing it and making it so specific. Um, so I was really pleased to see that. And like you said, it's somewhat of a newer directory because you started in one state and you've been expanding to other states. And I remember, um, you know, not too long ago, maybe in the fall is when it was like the North Carolina launch. So I was super excited about that. So what's it looking like as far as um, the states that you're in and how quickly you're expanding? Yeah, it's really fast. <laughs> um, and I think that there has been so much demand from the past year of life in America for mm-hmm. therapy um, that that it's really fueled us. So we are now in most states. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're really excited about that. And so we've been really putting down roots across across the country. Um, and um, 
I think it's something like 80 something percent of Americans can now use the our service, which is completely free uh, for people to use to find a therapist. There's and it's it's really confidential. We don't save any data that is identifiable about people. Um, we don't make people log in or create passwords. Anyone can come to it and confidentially use the service. That's really important to us. And so I think we're up to about 80 something percent of, of Americans can use it. There's you know, a couple of states that are more rural or smaller that we're still kind of putting down our roots in. Um, but we've been really, really happy with, with the way that we've been able to, to bring folks together kind of across the country. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Um, anything else you can think of that's important for a therapist to know about Mental Health Match or the service or anything that you provide? Um, well, it's a we provide a, a long free trial. We want people mm-hmm. to experience what we have to offer and, and be with us as we grow. So you can sign up. You don't have to put in a credit card or anything like that. Um, so we just really want people to come and try us out and, and give us a try and, and see what is different about us for themselves, right? So what yeah. what opens up when you can be authentic and how you present yourself online? You know, what opens up when uh, we take the guesswork out of finding clients or, or for clients finding therapists. We really help facilitate those things. Um, and I think what is also really interesting where we're going to be growing into is really helping um, people understand limitations of their insurance benefits mm-hmm. um, encouraging folks and helping them understand what different, what uh, private pay therapists can do for them and who might be in their budget. So we have a really unique tool that um, takes what people tell us what they're looking for. Um, and then the very last step of the survey that we ask clients is about budget. And we can tell them, oh, with your insurance and your private pay budget together, this, your top, this is the, pers- the number of your top matches that are still available to you. So they can understand and say, oh, well, I want all of these things. And here's where my budget needs to be to be able to match mm-hmm. with that. Because we do, you know, and you probably, I think you and your listeners know this, that a lot of people really want to use insurance mm-hmm. for therapy, but they don't understand the limitations of their insurance. They have a $7,500 deductible, but feel like they need to use it, or um, they want, you know, couples therapy, but think that they're going to use their insurance mm-hmm. for that. And so we're really trying to, to bridge that gap and help people understand which I think makes it really great for private pay therapists to, yeah. to get more clients and, and, and kind of bridge those, those divides. Yeah, I think that's so important because insurance can be so confusing. And I love that you're just providing this education for clients to really help them out to understand the process. Yeah, absolutely. It is so confusing. And we find that it's, um, it's actually a, a concern that really gets in the way of people finding the therapist who's right for them because they're very, very stuck. On it. And it's like, it, it, it creates a lot of anxiety when people are looking for therapy about insurance and who's going to take it and not. And it's really helpful to show people in real time and help people understand what those benefits really are. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, you might want somebody in network, but if you've got a $7,500 deductible, then mm-hmm. you're going to be private pay anyways. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You're just going to be paying, yeah, to be paying to insure. So uh-huh. uh, we really want to make that, that happen for folks and, and help people understand that. Mm -hmm, Definitely. Yeah, it's so amazing what you're doing. And I'm so thankful that you were able to join me today. And I just wanted to let the therapists out there know if you do want um, to sign up for Mental Health Match, I totally encourage it. I mean, you can use your free trial. I signed up and got a match like really quickly. And I've just been really pleased with the service and everything. Uh, But if you want um, 
a, a referral code for a free six month trial, which will really give you a chance to do that. You can use the code MPJ 2021. And um, that way you can try it out for a full six months and you can see what it's all about. And I just love the way that it's set up. So I definitely recommend you got nothing to lose um, to try it out. And I think it's a really great service. Um, so anything else you can think of, Ryan, that you want to leave our listeners with? Um, I think that that's it. We really, and we, not only do we welcome folks trying it out, like you said, for, for free, but we really want, um, we really want the feedback and we really want to learn from, from what your people's experiences on the platform so that, um, that we know that we're helping folks create the practice of their dreams, just mm -hmm. as, as much as we are helping clients really break through and, and be able to, to quickly get the, the help and the support that works for them. Yeah. I love that you're asking for all the feedback and, and just all like I said earlier, I'm really impressed with the thought that went into just designing the platform to begin with and that you're just continually asking for this feedback so that it can improve over time and really be um, some like this amazing tool for therapists and clients to to get the support that they need. Thanks. It takes a lot of the vulnerability to hear that feedback. And, and for that, I have to thank my therapist for helping me prepare for it. Definitely. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, well, thank you so much for joining me today. And um, yeah, I, I absolutely love Mental Health Match. And I'm so happy that we were able to share with our listeners what it's all about and help uh, clients find a good fit therapist. Well, thanks so much. And if anyone's got any questions about it, they can always contact me. Uh, my email address is ryan, R-Y-A-N, at mentalhealthmatch.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. During each episode, I'll be giving you one small takeaway, action step, or mindset shift. I call these acorns. Listen to episode zero to get the scoop on what the acorns are all about. The acorn from this episode is to choose products and services for your practice that are aligned with your values. If you are paying for something, look into it. Do some research about the owners. What inspired them to create or offer the service? How they treat their employees? What organizations they support? And most importantly, that they have an anti-racist stance. Take, for example, therapist directories. I have personally spoken with the creators of Mental Health Match, Therapy Den, Being Seen, and Open Path. I know that these founders truly care about their work and are doing good things in the world. Now, more than ever, it's important that we put our hard-earned money into businesses that we believe in. So spend a few minutes looking at your expenses for your private practice. What do you know about the companies that are receiving your money? Do a little research so that you can feel good about the people you are supporting and the values you are supporting. As I outlined in episode zero, I'll be alternating between a fun fact and what I'm digging segment with each new episode. The fun fact for this episode is that I've lived in the Appalachian Mountains all my life. This may help to explain why I absolutely love the mountains. I grew up in Robbinsville, a small town in western North Carolina, then moved to Asheville to attend college at UNCA, and I've lived here ever since. The mountains have such a special place in my heart. And did you know that the Appalachian Mountains are among the oldest in the entire world? They were once as tall as the Alps and the Rockies, but natural erosion has whittled them down over the course of 480 million years. Although I love to travel and experience new places, I'm always happy to return home to the mountains. I remember going to the beach as a child and having a wonderful time, but I would get a sense of complete happiness and contentment as soon as I saw the mountains on our return back home, and this still happens to me today. Thank you so much for joining me today on your private practice journey. I hope you enjoyed today's chat with Ryan. I absolutely love his story and the intentional thought that has went into designing a directory that works in an intuitive way for both therapists and clients. 
If you want to go ahead and get started matching with ideal clients, create your profile with Mental Health Match for free with my referral code of MPJ2021. That will give you a full six months to give the directory a spin. I love it, and I know that you will too. Again, the code is MPJ2021. You can find more information about Mental Health Match along with the referral code in the show notes at mountainpracticejourneys.com slash episode eight. For episode nine, I'll be talking about why you shouldn't charge what you're worth. I know that's a strange statement, but be sure to tune in and I'll explain myself. I think you'll like what I have to say. Join me over on Instagram at Mountain Practice Journeys for helpful information and tips for your practice. And if you've been enjoying the show, please take a minute to rate and review the Mountain Practice Journeys podcast over on Apple Podcast. There's no way you can know how much it means to me that you choose to join me here as I share all things related to private practice. Please subscribe so you don't miss a step. For more information about this episode, visit the show notes page at mountainpracticejourneys.com slash podcast. I truly appreciate you trailblazers. Your mountain is within reach. Journey on.